athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. As always, thank you for joining me on another edition of the program. I am your host, Donald Ware. So much to get to. It's been an interesting week, to say the least. And there's the obvious situation that happened on Sunday night that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later on. It is Final Four weekend. Things are popping off in the Big Easy in New Orleans. As a matter of fact... I'm in the Big Easy in New Orleans for Final Four weekend. I'm excited about it, but it's a little bit, it's a, it's a game within the game. So we have the HBCU All-Star Game, which is taking place on Sunday. It's going to be at Lakefront Arena on the campus of the University of New Orleans. And you have, a, uh, you, you have, it's in essence, right? SWAC and CIAA players versus MEAC and SIAC players with Tennessee State A&T players that are sprinkled in, Hampton players that are sprinkled in uh, with respect to both teams. You've got Team Big House Gaines. You've got Team John McClendon. You're going to have a halftime show that is going to be absolutely spectacular featuring the Southern University Band. It's going to be off the chain. As a matter of fact, calling the game, calling the game with the legendary Charlie Neal. What a treat. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait until Sunday. To be able to call this game with Charlie Neal is going to be an absolute treat. As a matter of fact, you can listen to the game 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM channel 158 that is on Sunday very much looking forward to that we've got some really big basketball games when you talk about the final four and you got to begin with Carolina and Duke I mean wouldn't what a basketball game that promises to be and can you believe this of course we're here in Raleigh and I've talked with you over the years about this rivalry which is the best in all of college basketball. I've had a chance to uh, watch this rivalry at Cameron Indoor. I've had a chance to watch this rivalry on the campus of UNC. And it was really a treat for me to be able to see Jason Tatum play in this rivalry at Cameron Indoor. As a matter of fact, th that night is the night that Jason Tatum became Jason Tatum 
Duke won that game, but never before in all of the years. I mean, you're looking at, you're talking about what, uh, five and five, right? Because Roy Williams won three national championships. And if I'm not mistaken, Carolina won three before Roy Williams, maybe two. I mean, Carolina has five or six national championships. Duke has five. So you're talking about 10 or 11 national championships between Duke and Carolina. Yet, these teams have never met, not in the Final Four, okay? No, not in the Final Four. These teams have never met in the NCAA tournament. And so come Saturday night, New Orleans, this place is going to be on fire uh, come Saturday night. And I'm looking forward uh, to being in the city and, uh, you know, Sunday, obviously I'm looking forward to the game, but being in the city and getting all of the culture, the vibe of the city. To me, when you talk about New Orleans, New Orleans is that city that has a big city feel that has that Southern charm. To me, there are no other cities when I think about cities in the South and big cities in the South that really have the big city feel with the Southern charm, right? New Orleans has that. So, I, you know, been a couple of years since I've been uh, to New Orleans. So I'm here and, and looking forward to really getting out and seeing and, and getting, you know, the, the, the flavor, right? The flavor of the city, uh, the eats and all of that. Very much looking forward to that. So we have the Duke Carolina game, but we also have another Blue Blood game in Villanova and Kansas, which pro really promises to be a really, really good basketball game. You look at Villanova, I mean, a perennial powers won a couple of national championships in the last couple of years or so. Jay Wright has done a phenomenal job with that program for Kansas. It's been some years since Bill Self and the Jayhawks have won a national championship. Number one seed, the only number one seed remaining uh, coming into this one. My bracket is shot. It's been shot. It was shot a long time ago. But these two games promise to be outstanding games outstanding games and so uh, we're going to talk about the final four today on the program as a matter of fact Steve Weissman who covers Duke for the News and Observer in Raleigh going to come on the program and talk about the matchup very much looking forward to that we're also going to talk some NBA today here on the program Mike Wallace senior editor of Grind City Media going to join us on the program to talk some NBA. A lot going on in the NBA. The Lakers are bad. The team that he covers, the Memphis Grizzlies, are maybe the hottest team in basketball right now. And guess what? The Grizzlies are getting it done without the services currently of John Morant. Hottest team in the league. I mean, the you know, Phoenix has wrapped up the West, wrapped up the best record, but anything can happen. You look on the other side, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you look at the Heat getting it done, the 76ers right there. I mean, this thing is going to come down to the wire. Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, going to join us on the program. So, the slap heard around the world. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, like I we had we had virtual access to the Oscars. So, you know, you got the backstage stuff, the interviews and all that kind of stuff. I couldn't really get that stuff up. And for whatever reason, we were having some technical issues with that. 
Uh, but I, 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 I turned to the Oscars every now and again. And apparently when I had turned to the Oscars, this incident with Will Smith and Chris Rock had already happened. And I, I didn't hear anything. I actually didn't hear anything about this until Monday morning on the local news here in Raleigh, actually on the ABC affiliate. And that's when I, I kind of saw the slap. And I, I was in total shock when I saw that. Right. I had to go. I, I saw it, but uh, they didn't really show a great angle of it. So I went on a couple of websites and was able to see what happened, what really, really happened. And I saw what precipitated it. And, you know, with Chris Rock making the uh, the the comment, which was an unfortunate uh, comment. Right. About. The. Because he, he, in essence, said Jada Pinkett Smith looked like G.I. Jane or was ready for the next G.I. Jane movie because she had her hair shaved off. But I believe Chris Rock, when he said he did not know that Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia, which I'd never heard of before, which is when you lose your hair. But he made that joke. And at first, Will Smith, and I know you guys have seen this by now but at first Will Smith seemed to be laughing his face sort of did turn red even though he was laughing then he apparently looked at his wife Jada Pinkett Smith got up approached Chris Rock and just bam just smacked him I was I couldn't I couldn't believe it and and if I'm honest a little bit further like not at the situation I was laughing all day not not about the situation in of itself, but the way like that Chris Rock looked. And then did you see Will Smith step off? He stepped off. It's like nothing happened. He turned and it almost looked like when Chris, Chris Rock was, to me, it looked like Chris Rock was really shook, but it looked like, and I, I don't think this was the case, but it looked like he was going to look like he was getting ready to get in a mode to defend himself again. And then Will Smith sort of paused and then turn around, turned around and like almost like buttoned his jacket and kept on walking, had like a straight face, right? I mean, Will Smith smacked and stepped. And I was laughing about that thing like all day uh, on Monday. But this was a serious thing. I mean, you really hated to see that uh, from Will Smith. I thought Will Smith was definitely wrong. Listen, Chris Rock is a comedian. This is what he does when he says he didn't know that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia, I believe him. I don't think if he knew that, he would have said that. I don't I, I don't know Chris Rock. I've never talked to him, but he doesn't come off to me as that kind of person. So, very unfortunate. I think what Will Smith did was very unfortunate. And it's interesting because I'm thinking, okay, you you went and did that, but you and your, you know, and, and, and listen, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, husband and wife, Whatever you they do in their relationship is their business. It's their relationship, their husband and wife. But they got some interesting things, I'll put it like that, going on in their relationship. And then for with that, and Will Smith comes up and smacks Chris Rock, but they have what they have going on in their relationship. Anyway, that's, that's their thing. But I just thought it was, man, that was so crazy. And just stuff continues to come out. The Academy had asked. Will Smith to leave. He refused. That has come out. And then I thought the dichotomy between Will Smith smacking Chris Rock and then coming up later and basically 
crying, apologizing to the academy was was interesting in of itself. So that was so weird. And that's, I see why they call it Holly Weird. <laughs> but I, I'm going to tell you, man, I, and I think we're still going to have some fallout from that. And, of course, the elders had to come speak with Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Tyler Perry. So it was an interesting situation. Up next here on the program, talking Duke and Carolina matchup with Steve Weissman of the News and Observer in Raleigh. Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at Marjorie's Beef Jerky. The old renaissance is the new renaissance, standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company, uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043 Now, back to From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. Donald Ware. Donald Ware. Donald Ware. Donald Ware. Donald Ware. I can never Y'all say about Queen Y'all gonna be it. Let's talk some Final Four here on the program. More specifically, the Duke Carolina matchup. And I've tried to talk with you guys about this over the years. Of course, us being right here in Raleigh. It is the best rivalry in all of college basketball. We're going to take things to New Orleans. 
say hello to Steve Weissman, who covers the Duke Blue Devils for the News and Observer in Raleigh as he joins us here on the program. Steve, welcome to the program. How are things going there in the Big Easy? The Big Easy knows how to, uh, how to throw a big party and have a big event. This is a great city to have the Final Four. So, yeah, it's a good time down here. No question. Let me start here with Duke. I feel like it's been a sense of urgency with this team because in Coach K's last year, you don't want to be that team that lost to Carolina the last regular season game, a very emotional uh, a game and, and more of an event. You don't want to be that team also – uh, that loses to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament championship game and at least not get to this point. So, you know, what's sort of been the difference between uh, with this team, I should say, after the loss uh, to Carolina and to Virginia Tech in the, in the ACC tournament championship game? Yeah, first of all, they're playing much better defensively than they did at the end of the regular season. They kind of ran out of gas and they lost their – cohesion or whatever whatever it was they didn't have it and they especially that Carolina game they just you know I think they had 55 points in the second half alone Carolina did which is is just horrible defense so uh they, they seem more connected uh with their you know man-to-man and the switching they do all over the court and then you know really the last couple of games here uh Duke has used his zone defense in the second half uh, not at the start of the second half but Things got a little little hairy. Uh, they'll throw a zone out there and kind of calm things down, and you know teams aren't able to get as many points in the paint that way. You know, a really good three point shooting team could hurt them maybe, but you know that's we'll see if Carolina does that if, if they use the zone against them. But but anyway, that's that's been the difference is that they're they're playing much better defensively. They're getting the stops they need, which kind of feeds into the offense. And they've been a great offensive team all year. They're number one in in Kent Palm and offensive efficiency, you know, in the whole country. So. Uh, they've been able to, to to score when they need to. It's just they haven't been able to stop people in the games they've lost. Do you feel like, well said, and, and definitely understand that. But do you feel like there's also been, you know, they really took the loss to Carol, the losses to Carolina and Virginia Tech personally reset, and you know that was part of their motivation as well. Yeah, I think I think definitely. I mean, uh, I think it's been said by many that like that game in in Cameron, the last one was exactly what Carolina needed because they needed to know they could play at that level against a great team in a, in a tough venue and win because, remember, they didn't have any, you know, quad one wins all year, right? They were struggling to even be on the bubble. Uh, and then they won that game and that put them over the top. But also from the Duke point of view, they kind of needed that slap in the face, I think, to kind of wake them up and, and know that, you know, you you have to play a full 40 minutes. You can play tough on both ends. Teams aren't just going to roll over and, and die because you're Duke. You know, they're going to keep playing hard. And, and uh, you know, it really took them getting through the ACC tournament and losing that game to Virginia Tech then. They had some time to practice in between, you know, Brooklyn and going to Greenville. And that seemed to, to where they, they kind of got their mojo back. Does it seem like, I mean, you followed this. As a matter of fact, you followed this team for 12 years now that Coach K is more, maybe more engaged and is, is more uh, engaged specifically with the coaching aspect of this? He's been pretty engaged all year. Uh, I mean, this is you know, he put everything into this season, right, because this is his last one. And, and really it started last summer. You know, he announced the, the retirement plans. And then 
Shire and the assistants got to go on the road recruiting and Coach Shea got to stay home uh, with the team instead of being on the road recruiting and, and all that. So he was able to spend much more time with this group than any, any other team he's had in quite some time because he hadn't been on the road you know, recruiting or USA basketball or all the stuff he does in the off season. So um, that allowed him to connect with this team better than than any team, you know, since I've been on the beat in 12 years because he's had so many other things going on. And I think we're starting to see it pay off now. I mean, we started during the season. I mean, they are 32-6, and six, so it's not like they, they had big struggles. You know, they never, they never lost more than two games in a row. So they're always able to bounce back from a loss. But 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 it seems like this, this connection he's got with them now, and he seems to have, you know, uh, no, a finger on the pulse and know what they need at certain times and, and a good communication level with them. Uh, it all goes back to you know this. He's poured everything into this last season, and this is going to be it. That the voice of Steve Weissman. He covers the Duke Blue Devils for the News and Observer in Raleigh. He joins us here on the program. He's in New Orleans. We're talking some Final Four. As a matter of fact, he's been on the beat for twelve years. Steve, let's shift to Carolina. You know, I, I look at his team is twenty eight and nine. Overall, but it seemed like there was a you know a, a a point in the season where things weren't going great necessarily. Although I I don't know. I mean I don't know if that's in fact uh, the case, especially when you kind of look at the record. I was looking through kind of the schedule and results. I mean they you know they lost a couple of games here and there, but they were able to ultimately rebound. I mean that said, is there maybe or was there maybe some kind of turning point if that's the case? where Carolina wasn't playing good ball, and was there some kind of turning point in the season to get them where they are now and ultimately being in the Final Four? Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, they, they had – a lot of their losses were really one-sided. I mean, you think about it, like Purdue and t- Tennessee and Kentucky. Kentucky was a 30-point loss in, in December. Uh, they, they went over to Wake Forest and, and got blown out by 22 points in January. And then Duke came into to, you know the Smith Center in the first weekend of February and beat them by 20, and it wasn't even that close. If you think about it, it was a you know 25, 30 point game for a lot of that game. So uh, they they had to they had to take their lumps, and, and before they finally came together, and you know since then they have played tremendous basketball. I mean they're uh, you know they've won I think 12 out of uh, 14 games here now. So they had that loss to Pittsburgh at home, which was really the last the last really low point they had. And then they went, they went on the road a few days later and won at Virginia Tech. Was a, that was the first time they'd won a game in that kind of setting where they really needed to win a big road game against a, a quality team. And so uh, that, that's where they finally got it together. And that, you know, first year of Hubert Davis, he's got a veteran team. Uh, it's not like Duke's team where it's all full of freshmen. I mean, he's got, you know, Baycott, Caleb Love. Those guys have been around for a while, R.J. Davis. Uh, Manny came in as a, as a grad transfer, but he's an older guy, mature guy, and it just took him a while to find to, to find their groove. And boy, they have the last month here. They're playing as well as anybody in the country. Yeah, the win last Sunday against St. Peter's was. I mean, obviously, you look at Carolina. I mean, jumps out to the seven and nothing lead. I mean, it was just it was just over pretty much from there. The 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 Cinderella story kind of ran out. Was that more of I mean, how would you characterize that game? Was that Carolina just coming out making a, a statement and just running a, you know, in essence, a lesser team off the floor? Or did the the bubble uh, or the Cinderella ride, I should say, just burst for St. Peter's? 
I think it was it was Carolina just come out and 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 take control of that game, you know, which is what you're supposed to do against a 15 seed. And the other teams that St. Peter's played didn't do that. And St. Peter's gets all the credit for a, for just a tremendous run. It was such a fun story, wasn't it? And 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 what they did, but but you know, Carolina, you know, was the better team. They were the older team. They were the, you know the the more you know uh, taller team, whatever you want to say, more talented team. And they just came out and, like you're supposed to do against a team that's a severe underdog like that, you kind of take their spirit out early and and build that big lead and just you know kind of crush them and and that was just you know Carolina playing with all the confidence they played in you know in the in the NCAA tournament with you know they they got up to a big lead against Marquette they got up to a big lead against Baylor they had to come back to beat UCLA but uh, you know they've been pretty dominant in the first half of a lot of these games lately. Steve Weissman covers. Duke for the News and Observer in Raleigh. He's in New Orleans covering the Final Four and the matchup between Duke and Carolina. Joins us here on the program. Everybody knows about Banchero and what he's been able to do uh, for Duke. But speak to the play uh, of, of Jeremy Roach, who's really been key uh, for the Blue Devils as of late. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be in the Final Four if it wasn't for Jeremy Roach. He's made some huge shots. Uh, in the tournament here, um, you know, had some big scoring nights and, you know, 15 against Michigan State, 15 against Texas Tech. Uh, a lot of it wasn't just, three, you know, three-point shooting. It's more like his driving and you know, hitting mid-range jumpers and, you know, being confident, being strong with the ball, going to the hoop and the lane and, and finding the gaps to get to the, to the rim. And uh, it's really, you know, the perimeter guy, they really didn't have a lot this year. They had, you know, Trevor Keels had a couple of big games. He played really well in the opener against uh, – Kentucky, he had a big game and they they won down at Clemson. They he had twenty seven that game, but he hasn't been consistent at all. And and really the the change was made to put Roach in the lineup for the NCAA tournament ahead of Keels for defensive purposes because Coach K thought Roach Roach was a better kind of on ball defender and Keels was having trouble in that area. So that was what sparked the change. But then Roach has taken that and had some big scoring nights and really hit some some huge shots for them and. Uh, he's been the experienced guard they've needed, and uh, again, they wouldn't be here if it weren't for some of the shots he made late in those wins over Texas Tech and uh, and Michigan State. Steve, Carolina wins this game if if Duke has trouble uh, turning the uh, uh, with turnovers, if uh, if uh, if they hit their threes, you know, at a high at a high level. I mean, the, when they beat Duke in. In Cameron, it was more, you know, points in the paint. They had a, a, a lot of points in the paint, particularly in the second half. I think they had 28 of their 55 points were points in the paint. They were able to get in there and penetrate. And I don't expect that to happen again because I think Duke will throw that zone out there and kind of slow that down. But if Carolina makes their three-pointers, if Manning scores a lot that way, uh, R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, that will be the, that'll be the difference maker if they're able to hit some threes because then Duke won't be able to stop them. And what does Duke need to do to win this game against Carolina? They need to uh, uh, to, to out-rebound Carolina, first of all. They can't give up a lot of offensive rebounds. Uh, that's going to be a key. Mark Williams and, and Paula Bancaro, when they're on defense, when they finish off a defensive possession with not allowing a lot of offensive rebounds, uh, the second chance points can hurt them real bad. So they got to do that. And then I think – you know they're going to get their points. They're going to get Ben Carroll's going to score. Uh, Wendell Moore. You know if Jeremy Roach has a game. Uh, here's the key, I think, too. AJ Griffin. When he scores, you know, 
18, 20 points because it was perimeter scoring. Duke's almost impossible to beat because you know Ben Carroll's going to get his points. You know uh, Mark Williams is going to do things inside. So watch for A.J. Griffin. If he has a big scoring night, then uh, that, that's going to mean Duke's probably going to win. Steve Weissman, he covers Duke for the News and Observer in Raleigh. He's in New Orleans, and he joins us here on the program to talk Final Four and the matchup between Duke and Carolina. Steve, appreciate the time. Uh, try to have some fun in, in the uh, NO, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Okay, very good. Thanks a lot. You got it. Steve Weissman of the News and Observer in Raleigh. He's got a great perspective on this rivalry, and you're now taking it up another notch. And Luke DeCock, who's been a a guest on this program, he's the columnist for the News and Observer, says this is the greatest. He writes in Friday's edition of the newspaper that this matchup between Duke and North Carolina A&T is the biggest sporting event ever in the state of North Carolina. Uh, could could very well could very well be because you already know the Duke and Carolina rivalry is a big one and a big time one, uh, as mentioned. And, and I mean, there's all kinds of rivalries that you have and across college sports, and it's it's. It's one of. I, I maybe it's the greatest. I mean, I I don't know. I, I mean, I I think so. But you know, if you're in different another state, somebody else could look at it, look at it a little bit differently, especially between big time programs. But now you take that rivalry and you put it in the Final Four, not just in the NCAA tournament, which, as mentioned, is the first time ever that these two teams will meet in the NCAA tournament. But now you're taking it to the final four. I mean, the only thing that could top that would be if the two teams met in the national championship game, which, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I mean, will we ever see that? I mean, I guess it's possible, but I mean, you had to go this long to even see the two teams meet in the tournament, let alone the national championship game. But in any event, it's a big time game. Very much looking forward to it. Looking forward to the game prior to that also between Villanova and Kansas. And that should be a really good game. You're talking about a Villanova team, Big East style. I saw where the over-under was like 113. I mean, I, I would definitely bet the under on that. It's gonna, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game and uh, definitely promises to be a big-time matchup. Boy, you're talking about two great games on Saturday in the Final Four. Up next here on Box to Row on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, it's our HBCU NFL Draft Chronicles, that series, and we're going to catch up with now former Alabama A&M quarterback and one of the best in the country, Aquil Glass. Donald Ware on ESPNU Radio, right here on Sirius XM. Aquil Glass, the quarterback, now former quarterback of Alabama A&M, two-time box to row HBCU National Player of the Year. His stock is definitely rising, looking to hear his name called in the National Football League draft. Has done a couple of combines. As a matter of fact, career stats off the chart. Throw for over 12,000 yards during his career at Alabama A&M. Puts him 14th 
on the all-time list in terms of passing yards. We're fortunate to be joined by Aquil Glass here on the program. Aquil, welcome back to the program. I know you're training, man. How are things going? Everything's been great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Always glad to have you. I, I got to start here. How is the clothing brand coming along? It's been going good. You know, it's kind of slowed down a little bit as things is ramped up within this process, but uh, plan on getting some things back going. But uh, it's been good. Can't complain. What's the process been like for you in terms of your preparation uh, for the National Football League and the upcoming draft? Uh, honestly, this has been a blessing. You know, this is a thing that, you know, it's been a dream of mine since I was six, seven years old, you know, and just going through the process. I've been trying to soak in every day and just live in my dream, honestly. I was talking to I was talking to my girlfriend, actually, just, just like, coming to the realization, like, dang, I am living the dream. Like, this is what I wanted to do since I was, I was young. So this has been a blessing, you know, just trying to get better at something every day, you know, push myself every day and trying to soak up as much knowledge and wisdom as I can from anybody and everybody. You really stood out at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, had a big-time a big time throw uh, for a touchdown. We had a great overall game. You know, speak to that, the whole process behind the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl and then really being able to display your talent in the game. Uh, I mean, it was a great opportunity. Uh, it, was, it was a huge blessing to, to be invited to an event such as that uh, with guys from all over the country, from some of the top schools. I'm the top guys from those schools. It was an honor for me to go out there and represent not only myself, but all the HBCUs. I know we had a couple of other guys that were all on my team. So uh, it was a great opportunity. It was a fun atmosphere. Everybody, all the players were hyped up. You know, everybody was, you know, business as usual. Uh, so it was a huge blessing. You know, the game didn't end up how he wanted it to, but I feel like I went out there and, you know, showed that football is football no matter what level. Aquil Glass quarterback formerly of Alabama A&M two-time box to row HBCU national offensive player of the year he joins us here on box to row as we talk uh, with him about the national the process for the National Football League draft living the dream I mean that's a beautiful thing for you what was that legacy bowl uh, the whole experience behind the legacy bowl the combine like atmosphere and then of the game itself also like for you? Uh, I mean, the Lacey Bowl was amazing. Uh, it was a it was a huge honor to be a part of something that was so special. You know, the inaugural one, the first one to ever happen, uh, something that, you know, we can say for the rest of our lives. You know, we we started this. I know that uh, Doug and Shaq and the guys at the Black College Hall of, the Black College Hall of Fame were just so proud of it and so uh, just grateful to see all the guys having fun and, uh, just all these parents, you know, and just getting the chance to talk with them again and pick their brains and ask them different questions, things like that was just amazing, you know. Uh, and then, of course, getting a chance to play with some of the guys you knew and play against some of the guys you played against in a, in college was also fun. So overall, it was just a great experience, and I'm blessed to be able to have it. Have you already had your pro day? Yes, I have. It was March 9th. March, how, how did that go? How was that? Talk about that experience at the uh, at the pro day, the scouts that came out to that and and I think also what it does because of the level that you're on it exposes some of your guys your now former teammates and uh to being able to show off their skills to NFL scouts as well 
Oh, yeah. It was great. You know, it was a great experience. It was a little cold that day, but you know, we got out there. I did my testing. Uh, then they had my throwing. I feel like, you know, I had I did a great job. You know, all the scouts were saying uh, great things. And like you alluded to with uh, with me being on the level that I am, you know, it just helps out everybody and it helps out the program overall, you know. Uh, we had a chance to get a couple guys a couple of underclassmen out there to catch for me while I was throwing. So teams got a chance to put their eyes on them and also D and Zay and uh you know, for them to be able to have more eyes than they maybe would have if if not otherwise, you know, those guys have buzz on their own but it always helps to have more. So I feel like I feel it's an honor for not only me but just to help out those guys and help out the program is probably the biggest thing for me. Quarterback Aquil Glass, now formerly of Alabama A&M, joins us here on the program through for over 12,000 yards in his collegiate career. You've had the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. You had the Legacy Bowl and all that comes with that in the combine-like atmosphere. You talk about uh, the pro day, and that's really a lot of times, I think, where it gets done for guys, especially with the scouts, is at the pro day. That said... The NFL scouting combine isn't the end-all, be-all. Like, guys still get drafted high, even if they're not invited to the NFL scouting combine. But did you feel, I don't know, slighted in some kind of way by not being invited to the NFL scouting combine? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, as a competitor and as a as a player, you know, I feel like my body of work speaks for itself, you know. I feel like, especially after what I did at the NFLPA game to – to not have an opportunity to showcase my talents another time and get to talk with more teams was kind of like a, you know, smack in the face almost. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, God has a plan. I don't control, you know, who gets who gets to go and who doesn't. So I just took it as motivation, you know, put a little extra chip on my shoulder and got back to work. What are you going to remember most about your time at Alabama A&M? I'll have to say winning the championship. You know, that was probably the the highlight of my career there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I remember the, the first year that you played and you put up some really big numbers and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, uh, uh, Quill Glass may be good and, you you know, t- you talk with Connell Maynard. I think, as a matter of fact, I think you may have been under the old regime with Spady, if or if I'm not mistaken. Am I, am I right about that? Or, or did we? Yeah. That- yeah. Yeah, my freshman year, I yeah. had Coach Beatty. Yeah. Sophomore year, that's Coach Maynard came in. That's right. And, you know, I mean, of course, when you think about Connell Maynard and you think about, you know, the great quarterback that he was, not only at Winston-Salem State and at A&T, but also in the Arena League winning four Arena, uh, you know, bowl championships. You know, speak to the relationship you have with Connell Maynard and how much he has helped you in this process. Oh, he's been a – a gigantic success. You know, I, I can't thank him enough for the things he's allowed me to do, the things he's, you know, taught me, the things I've learned from him. Uh, I mean, he's been an amazing role model not only on the field, but off the field. You know, every day, just getting a chance to, you know, pick his brain, ask him certain things about not only our offense, but just football things, life things, and uh, just overall, you know, he's he's helped me tremendously to grow now as a football player, but as a man as well. So I don't think I can do anything to thank him enough. Yeah, no question about it. A couple of more thoughts with Aquil Glass, who joins us here on the program. What are you learning about yourself 
throughout this process. Obviously, you had the great years at Alabama A&M, and now it's post-Alabama A&M preparing for the NFL and pro football. What are you learning about yourself through this process? Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm just trying to work on my patience and understanding, you know, not everything happens when you want it. You know, we're all on God's speed, not our speed. So for me, it's just been about, you know, not focusing on the future, just staying in the present, you know, just taking everything day by day and getting better day by day. And then when we reach the end goal, it'll it'll all be good. What are some of the things you feel like you need to work on to get to that next level? Uh, I mean, honestly, I feel like, you know, I can always get better. You know, I can always improve overall. But for me, I've just been focusing on, you know, tightening my footwork, uh, you know, going through progressions, uh, trying to get trying to get with uh, different coaches and different people who have been in the league to, you know, pick their brain and understand, you know, what's the best way to get in and out of huddles, you know, to, to lead grown men. Because at the end of the day, these guys are grown men. You know, it's not – how you're going in and you're a senior you got freshmen that look up to you that are in the huddle you got guys who have been there done that and expect you to do the same thing and uh they got they got bills to pay and they expect you to help them pay the bills by doing your job so uh just those things you know you know staying in shape and uh just going out and executing everything i do last thought aquila we really appreciate the time it had been since 2006 that's the last time an hbcu quarterback was drafted into the national football league the late Tavares jackson who of course played at alabama state and the vikings actually moved up uh, to get him in the draft what would it mean to you to actually hear your name called uh knowing that you represent you know, yourself, you represent St. Louis, and you represent Alabama A&M and HBCUs. What what would that mean to you to hear your name called? Uh, it would really be indescribable. You know, for me, it's a it's a dream of mine. Like I said, I started playing football at the age of six. So, uh, I mean, it would be probably the greatest thing in the world. But the uh, crazy part about it is, you know, after that day, we have to get back to work. But it would be huge because for me, you know, like you said, it's not just about me. Not just about my dreams, it's about the dreams of the younger generation, you know, high school kids that may only have HBCU offers or guys in HBCUs right now who have a chance or want a chance. And uh, that's been huge. You know, Tavares Jackson was a guy who, you know, exemplified that well. You know, he, he came from HBCU. He went into the league and had great successes, you know, rest his soul. And uh, honestly, you know, that's been my goal for the past two, three years, you know, I could – me and my dad always say to each other, you know, first one since 2006. So for me, it, it'd be huge and be a huge honor. And uh, I feel like I would just carry that torch with so much pride. Two-time Boxtero HBCU Offensive Player of the Year threw for over 12,000 yards in his career at Alabama A&M, won a SWAC championship as well, hoping to hear his name called in the National Football League draft. He is quarterback Aquil Glass. Joins us here on Box to Row. Aquil, great job. Appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me. And by the way, last week we had Joshua Williams of Fayetteville State right here on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. That conversation is on our website right now. 
BoxToRow.com under the HBCU NFL Draft Chronicles. You can find that conversation with Joshua Williams, a really good conversation uh, from that young man of Fayetteville State, participated in the Reese's Senior Bowl as well as the NFL Combine as a Division II player. If you can play, they will find you. We'll be back. More of Box to Row with Donald Ware is on the way. Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Rowe, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 888-789-5043. 888 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-789-5043. 888-
It was played in Baltimore. At first, I think the first year it may have been at the Baltimore Convention Center, as it was known at the time. I think it's now called the Royal Farms Arena. And then uh, in 99, I know specifically it was played on the campus of Morgan State University. And, I mean, it was just – it was just – I mean, these things are much more involved, I think, now because I think what Travis Williams, as a matter of fact, former head coach at Fort Valley State and Tennessee State, and by the way, he was he was one of the reasons, and he he recruited, helped to recruit, I should say, Robert Covington to Tennessee State, and then of course Robert Covington now in the NBA, currently playing with the Clippers, but he's done a tremendous job with this. It's a com, it's a it's one of those all-star games that's going to have that kind of good feel where some great activities, some learning environments for the players, uh, the coach. Uh, you, you've got the coaches, Norfolk State's uh, head coach. Robert Jones is one of the coaches. And also uh, on the other side, the head coach, Landon Bussey of Alcorn State, the assistant coaches, uh, Fred Watson, who's the coach at, at Benedict, and then Corey Lowry, who's the head coach at Lincoln of Pennsylvania. So it, it, it promises to be a lot of fun, very competitive. I mean, looking at the, you know, you look at the roster. I mean, you've got some players. Like if you look at Team Big House games, I mean, all the players are all-stars, right? But you've got some guys that, that, that have really played. I mean, you know, you really can't leave anybody off. You look at Jonas James from Jackson State. You look at Sean Williams can really fill it up from Arkansas Pine Bluff. Jawan Daniels, part of that championship game uh, team with Prairie View A&M going back a couple of years ago. One of the guys I'm really intrigued by is Jalen Seegers. He plays at Fayetteville State. Jalen Seegers is really going to, I think, show his wares on, uh, on, in this game tomorrow. This kid can really play. He can shoot. He can score. He can rebound. He's got great size at 6'5". Um, you know, he's a good player. Javante Cook out of Winston-Salem State. Kasim Nicholson out of Tennessee State. Jordan Peoples is another player to watch from Virginia Union. He's a 6'7 guard and uh, can really, 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 or, or really a, a combo, 2-3 guy, can really fill it up. Prince Moss out of Grambling State. Linnell Henry out of Alcorn State. Darian Jones from Florida A&M. Navar Elmore is a big kid out of Livingstone, can really play it. A brother that played with him at Livingstone also. And Brandon Gresham from Texas Southern. When you look at the All-Stars for Team McClendon, Cam Langley. Cam Langley left A&T, not left A&T, when A&T left, I should say. He was the all-time leader in terms of assists in MEAC history. Um, so he's a he's a guy that can really distribute the basketball. Brandon Miller is really, really good. When we had Fred Watson, the head coach of Miles on, and I think I said Fred Watson of Benedict. Excuse me, Fred Watson of Miles. He was at Benedict for so many years. He's the head coach of Miles. Uh, uh, this kid can really play. He talked about him a lot. Kyle Foster is really, really good out of Howard. He was an HBCU All-American. Trey Deloach, Savannah State. Miles Carter was a first-team Guy for Delaware State, first team all MEAC guy. He was second team on the HBCU All-America team. Randy Miller out of North Carolina Central. Taj Green from Benedict. Noah Morgan from Morehouse. Randall Brummett from Howard. Daquan Williams out of South Carolina State is a very solid player. Jaquan Lawrence from LeMoyne Owen 
and Najee Garvin out of Hampton. Najee Garvin can really score. He was Hampton's leading scorer, uh, as a matter of fact, and all of those young men are on Team McClendon. Got the best 24, and as a matter of fact, Cy Alexander, who was the former head coach at South Carolina State and Tennessee State, was the one responsible for really picking the players, 24 players, 12 on each team you have to take, and all of the players have to have exhausted their eligibility to be able to play in this game. You're going to have professional scouts at the game. Um, I'm looking forward to the practice a little bit later on uh, today to really kind of get to know some of the guys. Um, I'll tell you what, this 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 event, and, and by the way, I mentioned the broadcast on radio. It's going to be aired on CBS as well, right? So, I mean, this is a pretty big-time event, I think, one – it, it 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 finally got off the ground, if you will, 2020, 2021, canceled because of COVID. And now in 2022, this this all-star game has a lot of legs and it is ready to rock and roll. And I think Travis Williams has done a tremendous job in putting this event together. And I'm very much looking forward to the game on tomorrow. I got to get ready to run. Thank you to Steve Weissman, also to Aquil Glass for joining us today here on the program. The All Ameri- the HBCU All-America teams are on our website, Division I Men, Division I Women, Division II Men, on, all on our website at BoxToRow.com. And always remember to support those that support Yo, Box to Row on ESPN U Radio on Sirius XM is produced by DW. Time for this show to drop the lid. That'll do it for this week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Join us again next week for an in depth look at historically black college athletics and the biggest news stories of the day.